Welcome to KBB's new podcast, From the Tap. Today's topic is what's really best for your clients, and we'll cover how a design pro is able to separate their own style or opinion when it comes time to renovate for a client. We will talk about how they deal with letting their clients have a say and not design a space solely for themselves, among lots of other things. I want to welcome my guest today, Morgan Molitor, who is the founder and creative director of Minnesota-based Construction to Style, a full-service residential remodeling firm. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So during our preliminary discussions, you talked a lot about your company's motto and why this topic is important to you. Can you fill in our listeners on this? Yeah. Um, so at Construction of Style, we always um, tell people we want to tap into their story and create a space that's actually a reflection of them and who they are as a family. Um, so everything that we design out, we're always thinking about that. And it's not always about what we like or what we want to put into the space or what's meaningful to us, but what's truly meaningful to our clients. And I think every space should have a story to tell. And that's kind of how we start off um, with our clients. Okay, great. So how do you get a feel for what your client needs in terms of their renovation? I'm sure there are certain questions you ask to start that process. Yeah, so we always are asking our clients, you know, what their lifestyle is, what their family dynamic is, um, you know, what's important to them when it comes to like morals and ethics and values, because even the brands that we use and incorporate into their spaces, we want all that to align with what with our clients and what they um, really value and feel and whether they have like sentimental things, if family is important or um, down to how often they're eating out versus being in their home. Um, because then we also budget as we all know is like the first thing that people are always asking about. Um, so then that can really help us realize and determine uh, with the cost of different things too, where we're gonna put that money for the different things they value and their lifestyle. So after you determine what their needs are, how do you determine their style? What if they don't match your own, assuming not all of your clients have your own style? Yeah, and I would say we kind of have a eclectic style too. And so we like a ton of different styles across the board. Um, so I just really, I always start with color with our clients. I get to know whether they like greens or blues or reds or pinks or no colors if they're more neutral and you know, like the white kitchens and different things like that, or the wood tones, we always go over if they like more nature feel. Um, and I definitely don't like red as a color that I don't gravitate towards. And we've had clients that love red. Um, and then we figure out ways to incorporate it with that, without it being too powerful yet remain classic and stylish as well. So yeah, I think we kind of start with the colors and then um, even I always ask them too, like, what kind of, do you guys travel? What kind of hotels do you stay at? And I think about the hotels they gravitate towards or where they're traveling to um, and the reasons why, so that I can think about those different elements that we want to uh, reflect in the space. So that's interesting with that red, not being a color that you gravitate toward, but you're able to work with your client if that is their color of choice. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So in terms of I mean, you know, style is important and everything, but even if the design is kind of going off kilter, but you know, it makes them happy in the end, like which thing is more important? I always, I'm very honest and open with our clients too. So I'm like, even if they're, sometimes we all have those clients that are start to go rogue and start to pick things out on their own. And I just straight up tell them, I'm like, 
That is definitely not what I'm going to recommend. But <laughs> I will say I'm like, that is not like, it's ugly. I'll straight up say that. I even have it on our website. <laughs> um, but I always say, I'll happily install it for you if that's what makes you happy. Because again, we always go back to our mission statement and we want to tap into their story to spark joy every day of their life. And if that's what's going to make them happy every day in their own home, we're going to install it, but we're just open and honest and say, you know, that's not what we recommend, but we'll still put it in for you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe it's some sort of a dated pattern that reminds them of a family member or something. I guess there are exactly. some different scenarios. Yeah. And we ask them too, we'll be like, why? Like, why? <laughs> what about this is like making you excited? And then right. maybe you sometimes we can redirect them to whatever that is in a different way um, to kind of bring that, bring that back. But yeah. That's interesting. So kind of what we just talked about, are there any scenarios you can remember where you just know that they're making the wrong choice and you have to talk them off the ledge? Yes. Well, we just had actually a design project just this past week um, where we, yeah, we were doing this full design. We did all the package. It was actually an e-design, sent it over to them. They were going to implement it on their own. And then all of a sudden they started, we were doing a different molding style um, behind the, um, in the bedroom, behind the headboard. And all of a sudden they were like gonna put it on the ceiling, <laughs> but yet they didn't want the space to feel like crammed and small. And so we just try to educate them on like why we were recommending it the other way. Um, but they still just kind of totally went rogue. Like we had a color palette picked out. They totally chose a different color palette. Um, and again, I just, I was open and honest. And I said, this is what you paid us to do. I feel like I'm constantly reminding clients, like you paid us to do this, which means you have to trust us <laughs> to do this for you. And you know, then why are you doing it yourself and actually paying someone? And that's exactly what I said. And, uh, you know, and she kind of laughed too. And it was a great conversation. And she's like, you're right. You're right. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is why I hired someone so that I could take this off my plate yet. I'm still trying to do it anyway. And so that's um, always just interesting when that happens. But, you know, again, we just have that conversation. We're open, honest, and we always say too. But if you, you know, if you want to put that on the ceiling, great, go for it. But <laughs> <laughs> if you want to change the color palette from this beautiful that we had and the reasons why, I think that too, we remind people the reasons why we chose that, you know, and then, but I'm like, if you want to go with that other one, you know, great. But just having those uncomfortable conversations sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds, yeah, sounds like a little <laughs> give and take there. So in separating your own needs from your client, I want to talk about that a little bit. So for example, air quality might be huge for you and your family or, you know, aging in places is, is an important thing, but they want nothing to do with it or it's not in their budget. How do you go about those scenarios? I think it all just comes down to, uh, you know, the education piece. And we spend a lot of time upfront before we even start designs, again, getting to know our clients and then going through to all the different aging in place, air quality. Um, we do water filtration um, just so they know, because sometimes it's things that they're not thinking about. And again, they're hiring us as the experts because they don't know. And so, and we also have a ton of guides on our website um, we now have a full document that's like 33 pages long that we at least give clients so they can look through, um, even when it comes down to the cabinetry and the, um, you know, we have just like little paragraphs under each thing, but the difference between custom and prefab and 
um, the longer that it's gonna hold up. And again, the price you pay, you know, we don't want callbacks a year later. So we at least wanna be able to tell them like, here's the options and here's the benefits, the pros and cons as to everything that we're putting into your home. Most of the time, you know, you can't do it all because the budget's always the biggest thing. But at least then, you know, when they are calling us a year later and saying like, my prefab cabinets are all dented up and scratched and chipped. And why didn't you tell me about custom? We can say, we did tell you about custom, you know, and this is the documentation we showed you and the pros and cons of it, but that's all you can do. So we always try to at least educate them on everything, which can be a lot. And that's why we have that um, documentation now to give it to them too. Cause then it's like, okay, <laughs> up to you as well. Like we can only have so much time to go through all this as well. So it's like, it's up to you to um, kind of go through this. So, you know, when we come down to the selections and you're um, doing the less expensive route, like, you know, what, what you're doing and why, or if you opt not to put the different things in. Um, yeah. That's a smart way to go about things. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's a new so, thing we just learned this year too. <laughs> yeah. Learning a lot this anyway. year. <laughs> so I can often tell who the designer is just by seeing a photo, which I think can be a good or a bad thing. Do you think it's beneficial or a disservice to only curate a social media feed that fits the designer personal style, even if it isn't, you know, the, the client style? Like what's a, what's a happy medium there where they can show all of their work? Yeah. And I love that question. And it's a hard one for me still now. Cause I'm like, I always want to be a designer, a design build company that shows you know, reflections because too, we've had people inquire and say like, I know this isn't your style, but I want to do it this way. And I'm like, oh, again, going back to our mission statement, I'm like, I don't want to be that. However, when it comes to social media, I understand why people curate feeds, they want it to be a specific um, look and feel. And so what we do is on our website, we share every project. We always blog about the design process, regardless of our taste. Um, we, we blog about going through that install under construction, and then we do a reveal. So we always have three to four blog posts behind every project we do. And we share all of them within stories, but I will say on our feed, we, we don't share every project. Um, we share most of them, but, but I will say too, now that we have started curating that sort of style that we like to have, the eclectic, fun, colorful, um, more nature kind of vibe, we are attracting those clients. And I'm like, those are, the clients that we ultimately want because it also makes us excited to do the project. Um, and it makes obviously the process a lot easier when you're going through all that with a client, if you guys are kind of on the same page with even for us, morals, values, ethics, um, the brands that we put into homes, like we are, we like to be picky with those because, you know, we're working with those brands and we want that to be a good process of, and good relationship as well. Um, so it's like, ultimately we do want to attract that type of client. And so that's why we do put our feed um, more together. I mean, they're choosing you for a reason. I'm assuming they're seeing your feed, they're seeing your website, they're, they're seeing that you do have yeah. as a firm your own style. So how are you able to kind of blend those, like have your style as a, as a design firm, but then also um, let them have some of their say as well? I think the biggest thing for us is we're, we're an open book. We share everything. So we talk a ton on our platforms about the brands we're using and why. So it's not always just this pitch or selling or paid sponsorships, but it's actually saying, 
you know, we use mercury mosaics, handmade tile a ton. And the owner of the company, you know, it's female owned, which we love and appreciate. We love that it's artisans doing this work. They're hand painting and hand cutting every tile. Um, so we share a lot about that. And we, you know, we know the actual people behind the brand. Um, and so, yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I know a lot of clients want to be involved in some way throughout the process. Let me know your thoughts on that. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, I go back and forth with this too, because I always say with every client that we have, I want it to be a collaboration. I want it to be a partnership. It makes it more fun too, when we get to work with our client and they get excited about things. However, again, just based on our conversation today too, I'm like, there's always that fine line because then you don't want them to get too involved. And again, this is why they're hiring you because they need something off their plate because yes, they could go do it themselves, but they're hiring someone because they don't have the time to do it. They're working full time or they have kids. Um, so I just always tell our clients too upfront in the beginning, we always talk about the trust factor. We always ask them right away, how involved do they want to be? We always ask them, um, which COVID was like a blessing and a curse. But one of the best things that happened was we stopped doing showroom visits and so now we, cause to us, it's like, we should gather all that material for them. They don't need to be running around. We don't need to be running around. Time is money. Um, and we like to bring all those to their homes. Um, so we also, that's another question we ask right away. Like, do you want to go see showrooms? And we say, we recommend not. And this is why, um, because again, it's the trust factor. You're hiring us to, you know, pick out the right products. And if we start going to these showrooms too, that's when they start being like, like you know, squirrel and off looking at <laughs> everything else. And it's like, no, this is what we're recommending. Um, so we kind of get those questions right away um, as we're getting to know our clients to try to determine like how involved do you want to be? And then kind of reminding them nicely, like why they hired us, why they trust us for taking time off their plate um, and all those things. It's always interesting to hear how there may be a, a brighter side to COVID. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, there's a ton of things that we stop doing. And I'm like, ultimately we are making so much more money because of it. Cause I'm like, why were we wasting time doing this or that? <laughs> yeah. So that was I, a great positive of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the first designer I've heard say those kinds of things. <laughs> it's like eye opening. It's like, what was I even thinking doing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, things change all the time. So yeah. So we know an ideal client for your firm is one who is okay letting you make all the decisions. What are some other as aspects of your ideal client? Um, I would say, yeah, the trust, the collaboration, um, the partnership too. Um, I like people that come from all walks of life as well, because if you look at the work that we do. We like to be colorful. We like to do fun patterns and textures and merge it all together. Um, two of our all favorite projects we've ever done, they both had kind of backgrounds in fashion, which was super fun because I'm like, they understand the textiles and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I would say an ideal client wouldn't be, I was, you know, budget again, I've kind of been talking about that, but I don't like when clients are like, we have endless budget. And so I'm like, that actually isn't my ideal client because <laughs> then it's like, how do you rein things in? And the projects never end. Um, I like clients that know exactly what they want and what space and they're practical and, um, and also respectful. I'm like, we, we have a family and 
you know, we're doing other things besides just construction of style. And so clients that know us and that can respect us and have those boundaries of when to not text us or when to shut things off. Makes sense. So in our preliminary discussions, we also talked a little bit about e-design, which is a change, I guess, or something that's come because of the pandemic. Um, you had some pros and cons to list where that is concerned. Yeah. Well, just talking about that one project as well. I'm like, it's great, but also um, time is money. So we, during the pandemic, we really got um, took off with e-designs, which was awesome for income and everything. And it was nice again, because we're doing it all digitally. We're not wasting time going to different, you know, showroom visits and all those different things. But then also um, the con is sometimes, you know, they think the hours never end. And so now we've been very diligent and strict about like, this is how many hours you're getting and this is your deliverables. And we're going to do it in this amount of time. And once that, once that's done, so we need feedback within this amount of days um, so we can be done and move on because it is only so much money. And the other con too is sometimes, you know, they're, they're doing it themselves or hiring another contractor and they start to go rogue and you have to kind of rein them back in to tell them, um, you know, what we did and why. Um, but I would say the biggest thing that we've learned is just time is money and to ensure that you're doing what you promised, handing it over within that certain time. Um, yeah, and going from there. So in that same vein, the last thing we'll talk about is, tell me if you think, are you making enough money as a designer? How do you price right based on the amount of time that you spend on all these projects? Yes, and so another COVID lesson, <laughs> lesson learned is we realized we were spending so much time on all these projects. And ultimately when we added up how many hours we were spending versus how, many, how much we were charging, I mean, we were going backwards, like we were not profitable. And so that was an eye-opening experience. And so now we have, <clears throat> we have a formula, just an Excel spreadsheet, nothing fancy, but basically saying exactly the deliverables, the number of selections that we're doing. Um, and then, you know, we always put out hundred dollars an hour and we know now how many hours different things take us to source or put together or floor plans, renderings, um, all those things. And we, we are very clear with the line items and what they cost and how much time they're getting for it. Um, and we also track that and share with them too, where we're at each week and the hours that we're at. So they know, um, because then they, they respect your time a little bit more and how much, how much even email communication they're doing, or then they think a little bit about the back and forth before they're just like, you know, you send something over and they're right away sending you comments versus sitting and thinking about it and then sending it all together. <laughs> um, and yeah, we line item too. If they want us to run get grab samples, we are telling them how many hours that costs us, what that's going to be. And they sometimes them as well will be like, you know what, I'll run there and I'll look at it, but I don't need you to come because it's going to save me $200. Right. Um, and they get it now too, when they see it and they understand because they're like, yeah, you, you know, that will take you you know, an hour to drive there, an hour to hang out with me, an hour to drive home. That's three hours um, just to do a showroom visit. And so they'll quickly just take that off. And I'm like, now we don't have to waste our time doing that. Um, yeah. And so already this past year was our most profitable year yet. And I'm like, because COVID forced us to take a step back and to think like how much time we are spending on things and what a waste of time. And like I said, before I'm an open book, so I'm like, as designers and contractors, I want 
everyone to share this with one another so that we can all do better and be on the same page and also get the same, you know, respect as a industry, I guess, from homeowners. Definitely. That's great information, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us your best practices for deciding what's best for your clients and also infusing your own design style into everything. So thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Take care.